Everyone and welcome to the official fan podcast. This is Ben and, and I'm Ernie. That's right. And we uh that we nailed that. That was good. <laughs> I know. We uh, we're still welcome to, welcome to the uh second episode of our quarantine series. Uh we uh, I called Ernest beforehand and said I want to do like a hard over thing so we didn't like talk beforehand. I think I think we got that. We got that. That was good. So it's, as, as good as it's going to be. Yeah, as, as good as we can do in a uh, remote situation. Um, how how are you handling uh, the uh, your quarantine right now? Dude, I'm going crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah, like well, I had a I I didn't realize how bad my pollen allergies were, and yeah. so I'm going outside and I'm, I'm running and I'm running with my uh, mask on because you know I don't want to inhale too much of the pollen. Not because I'm scared of getting the virus, but that's just what it is. And then I, I come inside and I've been having these headaches, oh, yeah. just crazy headaches. And it's, it's been horrible. And um, thankfully, it's been going down, you know, the less, I, the less I go out and run. But, I mean, I'm realizing there's pollen on everything. When I, when I leave the house and come back inside, now there's pollen footprints in the carpet and stuff. I just, it's just pollen everywhere. <laughs> uh, yeah. And like, and like we said last time, like, Every time I get those little like symptoms, I'm like, oh, oh crap, this is it. Oh yeah, total like, hypochondriac. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was researching because the thing is, once you look up the symptoms, once you go on WebMD or whatever, you look up the COVID symptoms, you're gonna have them. Yeah, like like oh, and I, I, you're right. I can't breathe. And like oh yeah, that's right. I do have the cold sweats, and you know, it's like I bet I do have a fever. You know, so instead, what I've been doing is just um, I've been medicating with some uh, Blue Moon. Um, <laughs> Heck yes. Because, like, at least the liquor stores are open. But, like, we haven't gone because we've been so opposed to um, going out. We've been getting stuff delivered. And while beer and wine is now legal to deliver in Georgia, no grocery store currently does that at the moment. So mm. I'm going without. I'm drinking La Croix at the moment. <laughs> or La Croix. La Croix, La Croix, however you say it. It sounds like you said liquor anyway. Yeah, that's right. Is I'm, I'm being fancy. I'm drinking La Croix. <laughs> so. It's a soft seltzer. It's a soft seltzer, <laughs> but yes. So we, uh, but that's. I mean, we've been making it though. I've been. I haven't seen like any faces other than my wife's in a while. Like we did. Uh, we had a guy come over to quote us on a fence. That was depressing. Um, but I still had. He came over and he was the first like human outside of my home that I've seen. <laughs> yeah. And then like two nights ago. Um, we like met my parents from a distance and they said they wanted to buy us dinner, but obviously we can't go, go get dinner. So we had to like pick it up. That's nice. Yeah. So they like, they bought us dinner and they like had the food, you know, like the to go food in the back of their car. And so they opened up the back of their car so I could grab the bag. And then they waved at me and asked how we were doing from a distance. Like, it was so sad. <laughs> like, I couldn't, like, it's, I almost wish I hadn't even seen them. Because at least, like, I could just, like, oh, they're fine. And the reality like, wouldn't have set in. Yeah. That we're actually living in a pandemic. Yeah, because, like, the reality is, like, I can't go give my mom a hug. And that's sad. <laughs> like, so oh, sad. don't make me cry. Don't make me cry. <laughs> You know, I've been getting calls from um, all types of people, though. I get, I've been getting people reaching out to me for extended family. You know, mom's calling. Mom's sending me a bunch of masks, which oh, yeah. is, which is, yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, I, I, she know I already had some, but, you know, we had it just for pollen. So, 
you know. Yeah, my mom texted me yesterday and was like, I'm going to also get you guys some handmade masks and she's going to send them to us. And Can she get like you that. one with the with the Corona label embroidered on it? Oh, that'd be sweet. Dude, <laughs> I'm just saying, we I don't know if we need actual licensing rights, but if we could put the Corona label uh, or just put the word especial. especial or extra. Yeah, extra, yeah. <laughs> like, corona extra. Like, oh no. Dude, we can sell those masks $20 a piece. Oh, yeah. Do that through Etsy. You get a we get a fake uh, Supreme logo and put it on there. We could charge like seventy five bucks for it, and people will buy it. So I'm just saying, dude, dude, we should be we shouldn't be putting this out there before we actually make the sale. You know, we should actually go ahead and and do this. Your wife has the skills. You know, I just want to cut. Man, that's, you just want to cut because it's your intellectual property. Yeah, it's, well, it's actually theirs, but you know, my, the joke is my property. That's right, man. Because I mean, look, all those people on Water Street in New York—they're benefiting off of it. Why can't we? Right. So, <laughs> you know, Dude, um, New York apparently looks like literal uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. Gosh, in a way, I want to see that. Like, I, I kind of want to go just to be like, "Wow, that's really cool." I mean, then I'm, then I'm gonna get it, of course. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many people in a condensed area. <sighs> but it would be freaking sweet. Yeah, and we've been like virtually visiting places, and like we, uh, you know, we look at like Yosemite and stuff. Look at pictures of that and remembering. And then also we went to uh, we we did like all these YouTube videos of like Disney World and stuff. And we've also got that Disneyland Connect game. So we've been like pretending in our own minds, <laughs> like oh look, I'm I'm traveling. It's like um that hologram room in Star Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> or it's like the reality is you're actually just still stuck on this spaceship. But I mean, now we're in the wild, wild west and everything's awesome. But, you know. <laughs> but yes. So, yeah. But yeah. But, but in spite of all that, you know, I've been catching up on Pokemon, uh, which is what I was hoping to talk about today. Uh, we mentioned that last week that I've been just remembering how great of a show and a a just entertainment sphere pokemon is like oh yeah so much fun uh so today we are the official fan podcast of pokemon just in general uh we're not gonna get too deep no (laughs) we can't yeah we were talking about it and i am a pokemon nerd and i live with a bigger pokemon nerd and we basically if it can go so deep that it could be its own podcast our own series of separate podcasts to talk about pokemon so we're going to talk about it in the way most of us remember it and which is uh just that fun cartoon we used to watch that's right <laughs> so, with, the, with the accompanying game boy game and uh trading and, and the poke rap oh the poke rap i still don't know it all i remember is uh clip what is it um Oh, dang it. Now I'm embarrassing myself. It's like, Lyrion, War Tartal, or something. It's the way he says. The way no, I, say I think it. it's Charmeleon. Yeah. Char- Charmeleon, War Tartal, Mewtwo, Tentacruel, Aerodactyl, Armanite, Slowpoke, Pidgeot, Arbok. That's all, folks. Because that was the last day of the poker rap. That's the one yeah, I actually remembered. Right. Yeah. Yep. Man, freaking Pokey Rap. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them yeah. all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all, Pokemon. Yeah, over over hundred and fifty more to see. I wonder, like, where your music career went if you, like, you know, like, if in the seventies you were like uh, opening for Rick James and now you're singing the poke rap. 
I mean, you know, he's making money. He's probably getting some residuals somehow. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But it's just imagine, like, being, like, this is where my music my music career has led me, to do a child's Japanese TV show. <laughs> That's definitely not from the original. Could have been on DC Talk. Could have been. <laughs> no, man. Could have taken off. Ugh. But, you know, he don't want it. Nah, not for now. Not for now. Uh, yeah. Dude, no one's, no one's getting it now. Yeah, no one's getting it now. <laughs> uh, no, one wants, no one wants that sex for now because uh can't go outside. Well, so, uh, well apparently, um, apparently traditional prophylactics are not uh, necessarily safe against the coronavirus. They don't necessarily prevent that. I wouldn't expect them to. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Ugh. Well, at least, well, I don't, have to, I don't worry about that. I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> so. Congratulations. Yup. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, uh, Pokemon was pretty yeah. cool. On that note, <laughs> yes, Pokemon was cool. Um, yeah, I'll just, I wrote down quickly because I didn't actually know where, like, when it started and when it came from and where, you know, the concept came to be. Apparently, okay, so the, the creator or the person that was like mostly behind the idea was this guy named Satoshi Tajiri. Um, and it was in 1989 that he actually thought up the idea, but he'd never, it didn't actually become a game until 1996. Um, but it was originally 1989 and like, he kind of thought about a game that he wanted to make to come, you know, to coincide with the game boy that had just come out at that time. And, he uh, he got the inspiration for it from collecting insects, and so I guess he was just like, "Oh yeah, there are so many different types of insects. Let's make them battle each other." Or well, something a like lot that. of a lot of kids actually did that in Japan. Insect collecting was a really big hobby in the eighties. Oh yeah, well they still. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing or seeing pictures of like insects in vending machines, mostly because everything's in vending machines in in Japan. But um, really, just what it's known to be, but. Like, it was a big deal. And so he just thought of, I guess, he thought of an idea to have a game based on uh, based on that to an extent, or at least inspired by that. And so, like, the idea was to go and originally just to go and, like, build up what became your Pokédex of, uh, of just, like, a compendium, basically, of Pokémon that you're keeping. And, uh, and so he, that was the point of it, basically, is to travel, learn about them, and, like, collect them, so to speak. And then it, of course, by the by '96, it turned into, you know, we're gonna make these basically a turn-based strategy game and fight each other, and it it was a genius genius move. So, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I remember when it came out, I got my parents. It came. I think my parents got me a Game Boy Pocket. It was the first like it was my own gaming system at all excuse me it was my first like gaming system period and it was um it was pokemon red version that that i had and that was one of the first ones that came out right yeah. it was pokemon red and green in japan was red and green but then here it was uh, red and blue yeah and i remember yeah so i had i had red um, i had blue you had yeah. blue yeah all, all of my friends had blue none of my friends had red and so i don't know that's a I good thing not, you can trade yeah. That's true. I can't. Well, you could have. Still... You've wasted your opportunity now complaining about it. 
true yeah <laughs> and i still have it somewhere i can play it like it's it's in my home now um and it is fun to play and it's uh it's there's such like a a strong nostalgia tied to it because it was so hard for me as a kid because i was about seven eight maybe when it came maybe closer to nine i can't remember i, I had never really played any video games up to that point and so it, I remember popping it in because it looked awesome, but I did not understand a lick of it <laughs> when I got it. I just didn't get it that you can, the whole point of like of the turn-based thing and you, the further you go, the more skills you earn and stuff like that. It just seemed really, really hard to me at first. Um, and, but I remember once it clicked with me, I was, I was absolutely hooked on that game. And I remember I've only beaten it a couple times because you can go so long, you know, it's, you know, a role-playing game basically. So you can play as long as you want to. Um, but yeah, I was always a water type favorite. Like when my, you know, when your original three that you choose from, I always got Squirtle so I could go up to be a. Uh, the Blastoise, because that was always the coolest one to me with the cannon. Well, traditionally speaking, it's uh, the grass type is always easy mode, and the water type is kind of like medium, and the fire type is usually hard mode. And the reason being really? is because they usually give you like a uh, a rock gym like early. Like if you look at the first Pokemon game, you have rock, then you have water, um, which you know Charmander can't do anything about either of those. Whereas you know Ivasaur takes out both of those, and Squirtle's kind of okay. Yeah. Well, it always seemed like my friends or, or like people I knew that had um, had a Bulbasaur and Ivysaur and stuff like that. It always seemed like they got through the game so quickly. <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't realize that was a, that makes sense. But like Squirtle and stuff like he always was great. Like once he, once he learned freaking bubble attack. Oh, yeah. It was like game, like I, I freaking owned the game and I could I could go up. I could you know easily evolve from there. But like. When you're just tackling and stuff like that, it was just like, so hard. <laughs> yeah, they make it now some Pokemon. The Pokemon know their element-based move much earlier. So, so you, I think about the first think, fight or first two fights, you're like, okay, now I have my bubble or something. Yeah, that's that's so nice. That's like, uh, it's it actually makes sense, too. I mean, like, why would you get... You know this type of Pokemon if it can't immediately do what it's meant to do, you know. So it, I, I like that. So, but I remember, um, I never had it, but I always wanted yellow version uh, because it came out around the same. At least in the U.S., it came out out around the same time as the uh, the TV show because um, the edition came out with a little Pikachu following you outside of the outside <clears throat> of the ball, and I thought greatest thing in the world yeah i loved i loved yellow version so much uh, mainly because there were a lot of things that were adjusted for that version that were not in red and blue so when i first got blue i had to convince my father that i should get red i had to present my case that well that you know half the pokemon are in this game and half are in that game so i can have all the pokemon if i get both games he still wasn't very convinced but i got it anyway because it's only 30 bucks but when yellow came out it was a much easier case because yellow was basically a revamp you can get all the starters. You had Jesse and James there. You can play the full uh, Satoshi storyline or Ash storyline if you wanted to. Yeah. And you also had these yeah. mini games like Surfing Pikachu was a thing you could unlock where you could teach Pikachu surf. You yeah. surf your mini game. Uh, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> it was so uh, they were genius. And it had a harder post game. It? it had a harder end game. The level cap went up for the Elite Four, and everything was harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, the Elite Four. Ugh. I don't even remember their names. Do you remember I remember, uh, yeah, Agatha, Bruno, uh, Lorelai, and Lance. I think I remember Lance, but then again, Lance was Lance like is, a in, is in um, Gold and Silver and uh, uh, gold, uh, Red and Blue. Really? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, like I just, it just like caught on though, like wildfire around in, in the US. I remember because, you know, the show, you know, it was the, it was the, the video game. And I don't recall the card game being there yet, but it was, but then the show, and then the show was always on before uh, school in the mornings for me. So I would have to get up so I could watch it before school. And then we would go and talk about it with each, you know, all the friends. We would talk about it at school. The next That's a day. good setup. And, uh, yeah, like, I had it at like four four thirty for the episodes at home. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. See, it was either I'd have to get up early, watch it before school, or somehow get to watch like like rent like a bunch of videos of it or something like a, a few episodes at a time, mm-hmm. you know, um, from like Blockbuster. But <laughs> the um, I remember though it was uh, just it, it felt so special. Oh, yeah. It was the first like. And it was the first like anime show I really watched. Were you a kids WB kid? Kind of, yeah. yeah. And, and mostly because of the just Warner Brothers in general. I grew up watching Warner Brothers everything from, you know, like mostly Looney Tunes and stuff on Cartoon Network and stuff. And then so it was just a natural fit for me to be like, oh, yeah, watch kids WB, see what they got. Oh, yeah. so, the branding was real. Yep. Yep. That freaking phone. Yeah. Hello, my awesome. baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my rock dog girl. But uh, the uh, yeah, but then like I remember always watching that show with my like with my friends, talking about it later with my friends, and then uh, it really in elementary school I went to a day camp, and in this day camp we would get time where they allowed us to play with our Game Boys, and it was like the time that everyone wanted to like oh my gosh because you got to bring your Game Boy to the day camp, and uh, it was always the time where people would bring their like cables and things like that so they could trade their pokemon between spoiled. each other straight spoiled oh, man. oh my gosh and my parents didn't give me that like i don't remember having one of those those connecting cables or anything like that um and i, I think maybe twice i had a friend who let me trade a pokemon and battle yeah. with with and it was always terrible because i didn't i just didn't get to play that much like that because also too like i was just not i wasn't the kid that would just sit there you know in the same room as my parents and and play like i was usually like if we were like on a road trip or we were um i don't know if we were if i just caught the mood i would play like it wasn't until it wasn't until i got really got the game or understood the game that i really like started just playing it nonstop. but like I remember just being embarrassed all the time <laughs> by, by all my friends. It would just beat me so quickly because I didn't have anything or, or the Pokemon I did have. It was always like, you know, I, I, like I said, I was a Squirtle kid. So I would get Squirtle and he might even be up to a war turtle point at this, at this, at this time. And then a bunch of like Pidgeys and, <laughs> and, and stuff like that, like stuff that like it was easy to catch because I thought that was the point of it just to catch things. And have them fight, and that's all I had was a bunch of pigs. Dude, not my friend. You you want it to be kind of good, like everyone kind of is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I just wanted to be able to like compete. No, no, you, know? you did not want to thought... compete. Come on, really? Well, I just wanted to. I just wanted to be like you know, 
like I look how many Pokemon I've got. I can hold up, uh, <laughs> you know, like quantity over quality. Like, I just thought, yeah, like I thought, like the more Pokemon I had would would be enough for me to, uh, you know. I just love the well. fact that your team was Wartortle and five Pidgeys. That's pretty much for a while. That's what it was because that's all I could catch. And but and mostly because like you know when you're out just walking in the tall grass that's all that attacks you those and freaking weedles <laughs> and maybe a, a so did you have an emotional attachment to any one of your Pokemon? Um, other than the basic, other than the ones you start with, um, I think I remember I had caught no, I had caught a, a Caterpie and it had it had eventually evolved into a Butterfree and I, that was my that was one I was real attached to, and it made it even more of an attachment because of the show after I saw that. And and I was like, oh, see, so yeah, this is my Pokemon. Like, look, and I'm not going to let this buy it. I'm not going to say bye-bye to mm-hmm. this Butterfree. Oh, yeah, bye-bye so, Butterfree episode, yeah. yeah. Oh, such a great one. <laughs> but, but like, ah, oh, yes. But after that episode, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, Butterfree's baller. I like him. Um, it, I had, like, you know... I, I, but yeah, other than that, like War Turtle and Blastoise, and once I got my Squirtle up to a Blastoise, and that's the final bit he can go. I was, you know, he was like my baby. He was my favorite. Um, I think there were probably other times where I would like have more like ones I would favor in battles and stuff like that. Like, like I would always bring my Blastoise in as like the the heavy hitter, like final one, like to just like okay. end it, you know. But like I think I usually, and this is by the time I got better, I usually oh, somewhere along the way I would be able to catch a char a Charmander. Um, I liked having them, uh, you know, in in their various stages, um, so they could kind of like take out the competition a little or weaken the enemy a good bit. That was always something I liked to have. But yeah, I, I think I think my my Squirtle range <laughs> of 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 Pokemon were my. That was my favorite, and the ones I leaned on. See, I, I, I was uh, my first game. I was a big Blastoise guy. My Blastoise was my main, and then uh, of course I called him YouTube, and I did the missing no glitch mm-hmm. to get everyone to level hundred with uh, infinite rare candies. So I had a uh, <laughs> yeah, I had um, Blastoise and YouTube, Dragonite, Arcanine. Uh, what was my other two? Goodness gracious, it's gonna be hard to remember. Man, you're like those kids that I used to try to play in day camp. They always had the freaking. Oh yeah, they also all had hyper beam like, because <laughs> because yeah. like, yeah. I just got infinite hyper beam TMs. Um, but uh, after that, uh, the, the game I had to play honorably was uh, Gold and Silver, a Pokemon Silver version. And the one Pokemon I still to this day am attached to was my Umbreon. And the reason being was because in that game you had to um, to get an Umbreon, you have to make your Eevee love you. <laughs> You have to like buy it, eliminate it, and get it haircuts and play with it and stuff. So I had mine love me, and then it has to love you and evolve at night to become an Umbreon. Which Umbreon, by the way, is not a particularly flashy Pokemon. It is a special defense and defensive wall. In other words, it's meant to have high defense stats, low attack stats. And mine was all stupid because it had like four different attack moves and nothing defensive at all. So but it, it it was the Pokemon that carried me through the game because I gave it this move Return, which Return scales with how much your Pokemon loves you is how much damage it does. <laughs> That's Eventually, awesome. that copy of the game was stolen, and to this day, I just I just miss that Umbreon. You know. Yeah, oh, man. 
gosh, those were two games, gold and silver. And I, like we had mentioned in the last episode, I loved gold. I just could not play it because the only copy I had had a dead battery in it, so I couldn't save the game. And it was just, it was really, really cool though, because it was just that next generation. And I don't really know many of the other, of the next generation, but I remember enough, like, Mostly Oho, because Oho was awesome. And I remember the Easter egg of it in the first season. Oh, yeah. The Oho and the, uh, after the Suspiro attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always thought yeah. that was Articuno, like, because, it, you know, they didn't explain what it was. And then after, all, after a while, I realized it was. And I was like, okay, what is it? What is it? You know? And then we learned it's Oho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was freaking sweet. It looked cool, too. It was really awesome. But, I like Lugia better, uh, though. See, I don't know. Like, so what were their types? Uh, like, that was one I didn't Lugia, understand. I want to say, was flying normal, but it had psychic moves. And Ho was flying fire. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah fire Pokemon were always so cool looking. Um, in fact, I think two, no, yeah, only one of my favorites is actually a fire Pokemon, but they're always the coolest looking ones to me for the most part. Um, <laughs> like, even forget Rapidash. <laughs> Rapidash, Arcanine, <Yeah>. like <laughs> anything that. Like, the thing was, like you had to use a Firestone to get Nine Tails and Arcanine. But if you, because yeah. of how those games were, if you didn't know how to get all their moves first, you would evolve them, and then they wouldn't learn anything. You could just get mad. So you have to like get your yeah. Volpix level to like level like forty five to so get Flamethrower. Then like, all right, now you could be a Nine Tails. Yeah, because then it's just like, oh, look, I got this fancy Pokemon that can't right. do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh yes, but yeah, but how? So, so you were a game. So you were obviously into the games. Were you into the trading card game at all? Like from a you know, what's funny game? is uh, I could have been, but I was just too, uh, slightly too young because I uh, started going to there was this um, meetup for the Pokemon League meetup at uh, Greenbelt Mall. And it was officially sanctioned Wizard of the Coast, Wizard of the Coast League, where kids could go and they would get promo cards and they just play for an hour with other kids. And um, you know, you get some promo cards, you get some special uh, points to league points. And the more you go, the more league points you get, the more cool promo stuff you get, right? So uh, I started going, and um, we were arguing, you know, getting into arguments with these adults, right? Because these <laughs> these adults used to be so uh, so cutthroat and mean, and they would try to lie about how Pokemon worked. Especially yeah. if they had a much better deck than you, and so um, yeah, yeah. you know uh, we we used to have to play with them. Eventually, we switched over to Yu Gi Oh in that same mall, but um, we couldn't go that often. Uh, Mom was not about taking us, you know, thirty minute drive to go play Pokemon. <laughs> with a bunch of strangers, I mean, there were, there were, there were kids and adults there, but I think that just like the Yu-Gi-Oh thing, it got to be where we were just too young to really understand what we were getting ourselves into at that level. And there were no other trading card games. Yeah. Like, you got to remember, Magic the Gathering came out in 1993, right? So at that yeah. point, this yeah. is just an older teen hobby. And then all these other trading card games come out, and everyone that's done every other trading card game or that's done Magic is trying out these other trading card games. And they're just seeing it as being the same thing, whereas like your seven-year-old is seeing Pokemon cards, it's been fun to collect. And so people are trying to trade you for yeah. things that they shouldn't be and trying to scam you, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. Like who is it? Our um, workers, yeah. A uh, guy yeah. Yeah, got our office. Yeah, his son got probably got cheated out of it by some older kids. And that happened all the time. Like it just happens to where, you know, they're like, Oh no, no, this is super rare. Don't you see like this symbol, even though they're like completely like in telling you like 
misinterpreting the symbol on purpose because you know they all have like a little indicator yeah. on the on the like the card to let you know and they would like totally misinterpret the symbol because they know you as a seven-year-old does not know what that means <laughs> and so they they would trade you for something completely useless and or just dumb and you would fall for it because it looks cool well frankly that was kind of me anyways because i didn't understand the game side of it and so i was just like well i want my favorite pokemon i want ones that i like and of course i would get stuck with a bunch of like you know power-up cards <laughs> That's right. whatever i would buy them you know in this or Elevator did you ever cards, get the holographic japanese charizard nope never did you know that's still worth money right <laughs> like to this day that's worth money yeah, but I will say when I was doing some research on this, apparently that's not even the most expensive card that was ever sold. The most expensive card ever sold was for $224,500. Sorry, $224,500 is for a Pikachu Illustrator card, apparently. <laughs> so, fun fact. But, like, I remember everyone talking about, like, I get a holographic Charizard, and anytime anyone had any Japanese print, it was immediately. Yeah, I see one of these one. things on eBay <laughs> right now for four thousand dollars for this holographic. <gasps> Don't tell me this is the Mewtwo I had. I'll be so mad. Okay, I didn't have this Mewtwo. <laughs> Thank God. That's three thousand dollars for Mewtwo. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Man, that's a. That's like. Okay, there's no like way this that this Squirtle is worth thirty nine. I had this Squirtle. There's no way. <laughs> oh my goodness people are insane yeah i think they're just trying to get as much as they can for this i don't think they're really worth this much money yeah because i see the same the same squirrels with five bucks here so so it's listed for three thousand dollars yeah they're probably like you know or best offer three thousand dollars for the squirrel or best offer you know whatever comes first but i see this charizard for two hundred dollars and then I see the same Charizard in Japanese for four thousand, and that should be the opposite, actually, because the Japanese prints are always worse than the American prints. Well, generally, for for a Pokemon trading card game, it was, but for like Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, it's not Yu-Gi-Oh. Japanese cards are much better built. Interesting, but like the, I always like the illustrations of the Japanese uh, cards more. At least, oh yeah, they they looked more defined. Yeah. Did you ever have a store like that gave out counterfeits? I used to have counterfeits, dude. Was... Yeah, there was a store at the oh, mall really? <laughs> that would sell you Pokemon cards in packs. With the packs were just like hand sealed packs, and you open the packs up, and they were like they looked like regular cards, but you can tell side by side that they weren't the same. And if you held it up to the light, you could see through it, and that's how you'd know it was fake. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. Wow. I of that yeah no we always got officially licensed stuff um because it was always the one you know just be in line at target and my my parents were feeling generous that day <laughs> they would give me a pack like you know one of the little like 10 packs or whatever um but the thing is the 10 packs you're supposed to always get like what five basic things two or i, I can't remember what it was i think it was, it was like six, the majority basic yeah i think it was like rare. six three and one yeah but you're supposed to get like one holographic, uh, one or at least one fairly rare one, and then a you know a couple like not super basic ones, and then and then the rest were basic. And that's yeah, I think that's where the majority of mine came from. And I think 
I held on to all those like basic ones so much because a lot of my friends and it was just mostly those element cards basically. And a lot of my friends, just would, I feel like they would just like throw those out or they would stack them in other places, even though there wasn't like a need for them because none of my friends actually played the game. We didn't know how to play it. Like, it, I, and I still don't understand trading card games at all. But, but I remember it did open up a whole world of trading card games to me because I didn't know. Uh, Magic the Gathering even right. existed prior to that, and I, I remember a friend bringing that. You know, just you know, I guess kids they want to, you know, cleanse their palate of Pokemon for a little bit and <laughs> get back into it. And so he brought his Magic, Magic the Gathering cards around uh, once, and I remember watching it, looking at it, and it looked really fascinating. I think that was the only thing that ever like got me interested in any trading card game was just how the illustrations are. They got artwork on them; they're so cool. Um, I remember there was even a Harry Potter. Oh yeah, there was for a minute, and yeah, and me and my friend also collected cards for that. Again, didn't play with it, but you know, we just yeah, just like looked at them. It was fun, it was fun little useless junk basically in our house. But man, the hype that Dude, was around those were cards. Banning them. My school didn't allow them. Yeah, no, I know. Same here, and it, and it was, and the thing is, with like banning stuff like that, it's like banning any toy really that you bring from home. It's like it's a distraction, and it's also like you know, then more fights right. happen because you know, it's actually your property that you bring, and then somebody wants to mm -hmm. screw with it basically, or steal it or something, and then it's all this drama. And I get it from an adult's perspective. I'm like, yes, you don't need to bring that into the school because then it just causes more problems than, than fun. And so, cause, Oh man, I remember when I was a day camp counselor, these two kids, and it was actually for Pokemon and it was actually a Pokemon book. Um, but it was, uh, the, these kids, they were like arguing over a book and, um, they like were pulling on it and one of them tore the book. I never saw, I've never seen such murder into in a child's eyes mm -hmm. <laughs> until that moment. It was real too. These people are so civilized. His, oh, oh, like oh yeah, he he was like I think he would have killed his friend. <laughs> like it, like he was that angry about it. I remember you know, I had to pull him aside, calm him down after they got into a little fight, and he thought he was going to get in trouble and whatever. And I'm like, well, if you're, you're <laughs> I mean, awesome, I can't but, help you. I <laughs> I can't help you at this from that point, but we'll just show you that you're okay now. It's okay. <laughs> so, but man, that was a, but, but it is like, it just brings something out in these kids. And I, and I, so I get why like schools were pretty, you know, pretty strict on them after they like saw how many kids suddenly had them. Uh, but yeah, but it was just so insulting as a kid. Like I can handle it. Just let me wait until recess or lunch. <laughs> like, right. like, just like I can. I'm not gonna look at it during class, even though that's a total. Oh yeah. Like, every kid would have. I, I I got in trouble playing with Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah. in church when I was a kid. Was... <laughs> oh man, church is another place where Pokemon cards and just cards like that in general were bad. Like I remember, um, we had an interim pastor at our church, and he and this was at the height of the Pokemon craze. I remember him describing Pokemon as demons <laughs> in the church in his sermon, and I remember being like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> like, how do no you know what this like, is? <laughs> yeah, it was like, and I get it. The name is he says they're called they stand for pocket monsters, which is true, 
But then he's like, that means they are, they were, and he like compared them basically to demonic entities that we get to play with for fun. And I was like, ugh. Our church was really, they weren't that bad, but that guy, I remember. <laughs> like, they, that was the one, that was one time. Well, that reminded me of, because because if you have a family where you don't all do the same, go to the same churches or do the same thing in different denominations in the family, you can have uh, that kind of difference. So for example, I was fine reading Harry Potter books, but if like, some people, if they knew about it, they're like, you let him read that? You know, that's witchcraft kind of thing. And, you know. Well, yeah. Well, my wife's, family, my wife's family was like that. My family was a little standoffish on it. And I think there was also another thing about Harry Potter I remember being mentioned. Um, but even then, they were kind of like, I don't remember the big point in what was said, but I remember in, in our church in general, there wasn't like a, it wasn't one of those like book book burning situations. It was just kind of like, yeah, be aware of what your kids are reading. Just make sure it's yeah. not weird. Actually, my mom actually but, read it. So. But, but she, my, she read it like <laughs> as I read it. So. Yeah, my, oh yeah. See, my parents didn't, but they were just happy I was reading. I'm reading the book. <laughs> Look at that. No more of that Pokemon. Those demons. <laughs> Look at he's playing. Yeah, I know it's about witchcraft, but I mean he's doing good in school now. So. <laughs> so but it's like but my in-laws on the other hand they were it was like pretty much banned in their house until most of them got out of out of high school and so just they they just didn't want it and i and i get it but like as i grew older and you learn more about all these things there's there's not much really dark there's not really anything dark behind it yeah at least a few little book about magic go figs yeah in pokemon oh oh, yeah goofy little little game about collecting cute monsters and making them fight to the death <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> it's cute because <laughs> look at it look how, at how can that be a demon now it's got electricity and his cute little chubby cheeks <laughs> it was voiced by that by that japanese lady she sounds mm-hmm. real nice but <laughs> yeah but man i was uh yeah, I just remember that was that was just such a tough and insulting time as a child. Like I really felt like that was the only time as a kid where I felt oh, like my yeah, intelligence definitely. was being insulted. But, but yeah, and, and the, the, you know, and, and and give credit where credit is due, they could see that right. I was a smart <laughs> child. But like, like they they at least needed to give me the faith to enough good faith to like you know know when something's bad bad you know in, the, in their defense like though there has not been and there will not be anything like that in like ever again like i think that pokemon was like our what beetles like like our like like what's a what's yeah. a big movement that everyone is into this thing all the kids are doing this it's like that doesn't happen at all i guess because i guess now what would it be like Fortnite or something i don't know Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, Minecraft. That was a pretty it's big thing, like, but now it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Now all I see, I don't even know what the younger kids are doing these days. All I know is, like, older kids are all into TikTok and stupid dance videos and things like that. But like, I don't know. I don't remember any movement literally taking over, like, taking over yeah. for entire corners of stores and stuff like that. Like Sears, I remember had a Pokey Stop, and that was the coolest thing to me. Having a pokey stuff, it was just toys and cards and books and things, but you could get like the freaking hat. Uh, I want one of those that so bad. It was so cool. I want one of those and I want a Yu Gi Oh! dual I disc have... and I want a four star Dragon Ball. Give me all those things. <laughs> Bury me with them. Yeah. Wait, was the dual disc? 
Yes. Yes. The, 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 the $50 thing. For your, do you know how much those yeah. go for now? I tried to get for a Halloween, uh, a Halloween uh, costume and it was $300. Good lord, you can find them oh, at freaking. Oh no, don't don't time. start with me, babe. I'm gonna make a profit, like, a profit making industry here. Hold on, hold up. Because <laughs> I know if I look up how much a dual disc costs, dual disc. Uh, all right, okay, one forty nine. All right, that's for the that's for the first one. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. The first one. Yeah, that's one hundred forty nine dollars. Like the blue. Yeah, on eBay at least. But then, that was where I found the three thousand dollars Charizard that I just saw was a hundred bucks. I'm kind of upset at that guy. He's he's gonna deceive yeah. somebody. But there's so many different <laughs> types of dual discs too. There's the Chaos dual disc from the Oricalcos arc. There's the GX dual disc, which is all the bubbly looking one. What can I say? Mm -hmm. But man, speaking of like the just the toys, I think what what got me because I was, you know, I was an only child. And even though I, I enjoyed video games, I really liked to get in my own imagination with like hands-on toys. And so the Pokemon toys were really, I was really a fan of those and not like the plushes or anything like that. I liked the um, keychains that they, you open them oh, up and there's cool. a little Pokemon in there. I liked the, I play with those. Those were awesome. And they, and they were, cause they were just like having a Pokeball. And you could throw it, and you know it opened up with a little Pokemon toy in there. And um, who was like, there were a few small ones like that. Mm -hmm. They were more like realistic to the show. But then there were, I remember the Burger King, the Burger King toys with the basically the same thing with a slightly bigger Pokemon. And I remember I had a Sand Shrew or Sand Slash. I, was, I had a Ghastly one of those. I think I throw it and see the Ghastly yeah. pops out face <laughs> up. And then you, yeah, and then you throw it, the ball breaks, and Gaffy comes out dead. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's like, oh. It's so but like freaking. One, two, three, Gaffy's. Because I. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I, um, I remember I had a Bulbasaur in like the more, in the smaller, but slightly more realistic looking one. And that was probably like my all time like favorite looking toy because you click the button and it opened up. It was perfect. It was just, oh, it was great. But the freaking, someone always screws up everything uh, with the, with the Burger King toys like that. Kids freaking suffocated on them. Like, there's well, always you know, fun is to eat it. And it was, I'm going to, I'm going to put this no, over my no, mouth. Dang it. You ruined it for everybody. <laughs> 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 and so they started, they started saying like all right parents you gotta be careful what you give your kids and it's like this isn't even that great anyways but it did get me going to burger king a lot more as a kid because also burger king around the time and i think this is when pokemon hit its peak with me at least in my area in my my community it was like when pokemon yes. movie came out the, the mewtwo strikes back yes and so it was the in the original version of that, which, by the way, side note, saw the remake of that with a CGI. Freaking awesome. It was so good. I, man, that was, it brought back so many memories, and I love the animation of it. Wasn't super crazy on some of the voices that they used. I wish they could have, like, just redubbed it. But aside, but aside from that, I loved it. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I remember going to see that Pokemon movie and just the, oh, the yeah. height, the hype of that. 
was saying. Oh, now I think my mute trading card they were going giving away. Yeah, yeah, you would get you would get a free trading card anyways. And I remember they didn't give a mu when I got it. I got an Electra Buzz yeah. and then a Scyther, I think, um, was what they gave me. Um, but I remember there was like it was it was like a, yeah. a theater yeah. full of boys. <laughs> My theater full of like ten year old like seven to ten year old boys and they're like they're like rowdy and they're like Right, because they ran out of those. Um, they had, there was a promo card that was a Mew that was a different art style. It looked like it was like a mosaic or ancient art style with runes on it, and they only had a certain number of those. And I didn't get to have one. I was I was mad about it, but not super mad because I still got to see the freaking Pokemon movie. But still, yeah, I was so like I. It was one of those like I. Whenever I get in a situation like that where people are like demanding things, that's when I kind of take a step back. <laughs> And kind of like, you know what? It's okay. And maybe if right. I'm nice about it, they'll give me what I want, you know? But I remember going with my dad and my dad the whole time up until that movie starts was, he was just, I, I know he was just like, Ugh, this is, right. this is going to be the worst day. <laughs> it's just like a room full of just a bunch of very, of like really annoying young boys. And they're all like, wanting chanting for the pokemon cards before the movie even gets to start and then like a, a worker comes in and is like all right guys letting you know what you can do and parents please help me pay help convey the message and they like lay it out that we had to like sit through the movie you have to watch the movie and then you'll order be orderly and get your cards if you're if you're rude you will not get a card <laughs> so we that was a Oh, that was fun. My, my dad, I always like the way my dad describes that movie. He, we, you know, all that, all that hype and everything that surrounded it and how like loud and noisy it was. As soon as that movie started, he like blinked and then he woke up and the movie was over because he fell asleep through the entire thing. <laughs> he did it. He did it. It was action packed. There were battles. <laughs> right? It was great. But as soon as it opens with that, um, Oh and yeah, the the, the, the short with the, the um the they had the uh, Snubble and Merrill from Gold and Silver. They were going to show off everybody. Well, that was at the yeah. that was in the intro to the actual movie, and that was awesome because I was like, I was like, what the hell is that Pokemon? That is incredible. What is that? I need it. But uh, but the pre-show to yeah. that was P like Pikachu's vacation or something. And I think as soon as that started, I remember looking over and my dad was already asleep. <laughs> and then but like he stayed asleep the entire movie and i didn't care i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna get up and miss anything so i didn't you know whatever but yeah but i remember though seeing those two pokemon at the beginning of the movie i remember it just like oh oh this world's bigger holy crap what's going to happen and then and then soon after that is when indigo league ended all, all the like crack that. cocaine they were giving us like literally, we're already addicted to this situation. We're starting over Pokemon Red five, six times just to get the lead four and then delete the data, start over again, over and over and over again. And then you can go ahead and say there's more. There's more Pokemon. There's more. There's how many more? 150 more? And they can have babies now? <laughs> so what do you mean? Oh, speaking of having Pokemon having babies, what um I, I have a memory of this, and as I've been going through the show, I don't know if it's just because I just have it on and I'm forgetting this, and I'm or I'm missing it, or I'm just I'm or I'm completely misremembering it. Isn't there a 
like isn't there an origin to pokemon like i'm not this is i'm not trying to get too deep into like pokemon lore and stuff like that because we we would never end uh, it. Don't, don't no like no planet? uh like, okay they... so i'm not very good at this i i might have to phone a friend uh one moment aj RC has created everything, right? <laughs> All right, RC is a Pokemon that basically is their god Pokemon, create everything. All right, now who created uh, the Pokemon on Earth? Is that Mew? Uh, Mew is the progenitor of Pokemon on Earth. Mew is the progenitor of Pokemon on Earth. Dialga and Palkia are time and space. Yeah, as created by Arceus. As created by Arceus, right. And uh, you know, from there, from Diamond and Pearl. Uh, Arceus okay. is also Diamond and Pearl. And then Mew basically is the mother of all Pokemon on Earth and is the was the strongest Pokemon. Mewtwo, it takes Mew's DNA and basically supercharges it to make the strongest yeah. freaking Pokemon possible. Yeah, right. and yet they're pretty evenly matched. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. At least. Yeah. Oh, humans <laughs> and Pokemon are Mew DNA, correct? Okay. Yeah, so we're, 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 uh, we're companions. Oh. Ah, yes. That's why I'm unknown. <laughs> In the beginning, there was the unknown. Which are those letter Pokemon? Okay. They're like oh, the language yes, the letters, of creation. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Okay. But so, so this must be where I'm misremembering things. And watching the show again is Indigo League, that first, that first series that, that was on. It, there, I think it was the Moonstone episode or something the professor they were meeting with was talking about how pokemon came together on the moon so maybe it that was just probably was because they hadn't really I, got like, it all figured out yeah, right they, at this point they had really got all figured out they had a lot yeah. of story arcs after we get through um after we get through ruby and sapphire well from ruby and sapphire on each one of those is their own kind of story arc uh that is kind of primordial creation based that goes deeper and deeper and deeper. So Ruby Sapphire, you have yeah, like yeah. Uh, Kyogre is is an apocalyptic thing, and Garudon's apocalyptic thing, and a Grudon's apocalyptic thing, and both of those are like the Leviathan and the Behemoth, right? You know, one's going to destroy the Earth this way, one's going to destroy the Earth this way. Yeah. Uh, and Rayquaza is also in that world, and he's like a some celestial dragon thing that's also some kind of like protector of Earth stratosphere or whatever. Then um, you have. Um, uh, Diamond and Pearl after that, and then you have Arceus, um, Dialga Palkia, which is, you know, the origin of time and space and all of that. And then you go into, I believe it was Black and White, which they talk about some, like, weird alchemical thing. Like, with, like, the, like literally like a Philosopher's Stone alchemist kind of stuff that has another <laughs> situation where they talk about the yeah, Pokemon yeah. Wars and... Oh, that was X and Y's Pokemon World Wars? Yeah. My bad. X and Y was Pokemon Wars. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's okay. That's a game I wanted to play really bad when it came out too. The first. You like, just buy the new one, man. It takes three, place in uh, Europe. Do it in so. soccer stadiums. The the battles, you know. I know. I know. They have they have the supporter section in there and, and during the battles. You can see hey, all the oh, everyone sings your, your battle yeah. songs and stuff when you yeah. fight. You dig it. You seriously would dig it. I mean, you have nothing else to do. Buy a Switch. Ask your wife. Say so you get Animal Crossing. I, you can have Pokemon. Oh, so okay. This side note on the Animal Crossing. All right, Animal. We and I've been showing her how like how it, um, customizable it is. We, neither of us still just we just don't get it. Like 
why <laughs> because it looks so childish <laughs> like why we love you it. have it why played it, it so much. like we just don't understand after there is a feedback loop so yeah, basically know, this is how i, I know, can explain I've... it animal crossing is about accomplishing little things all the time it's about accomplishing little things all the time every little thing you do okay. whether you catch a bug you fish you plant something and it grows and you get fruit those things all can get you money and you can use that money to help pay off your mortgage, buy new things for your house. You're basically your homesteading. And it takes a long time to get from like where you are, where you want to be. But every little thing you do feels good. Like, oh, I caught a bug. This bug's probably worth 10 bucks. Uh, oh, I, I planted a tree. This tree gets apples. Apples are worth like 10 bucks. And then you build it up to take on that, you know, thousands of dollars mortgage you have. And after that, you can add to your house and customize the interior and visit other people's uh, other people's societies and see what kind of stuff they have going on. It's super, super like Zen, I guess you'd say. It's like it's, it's like Zen, but also you're just achieving a little bit at a time all the time. And so it's hard to put it down. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I mean, like it always comes back to being interesting, but I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard sell at the moment for, for my household. If, if she, if she had a copy of it, it and she just hours. sat down and just gave it a, gave it a whirl, there's no way she wouldn't like it. There's no way. If you like <laughs> The Sims, you'll like Animal Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing is, is more interactive than The Sims. You do more things in yeah, Animal Crossing than The I, Sims. Yeah. That's what I keep saying. Like, I keep saying that, like, it's so much more customizable. And I see stuff from what people are saying, but... We're trying to buy a fence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get that fence, gonna get that privacy, so we can play Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. In the oh, you guys don't have any like extra crime or anything in your area, right? Yeah. These are pretty chill. Yes, that we know of. We did have a uh, neighbor who apparently got into some child stuff okay that's, bad that's, stuff. that's bad um, <laughs> like, I, like, like that's a definitely a euphemism yeah, that was, there. Uh, uh all right yeah he wasn't but like as far as i know like he wasn't like my immediate neighbor but he was like a, a neighbor, neighbor in the hood <laughs> and so like i don't know <laughs> a neighbor in my hood and so like he was um i don't know where he was but he was like one of the I can kind of narrow it down who it would have been, but I just don't know like really any of my neighbors. And right, I neighbor, I don't know you, but uh, are you the guy that had the bad child stuff going on? <laughs> so I know, <laughs> man, that was the other guy that looks just like me. But because everyone in my neighborhood, it's like the same dude. <laughs> like all the other houses, it's like a kind of country guy who who just who drives. A normal looking car, but he really mm -hmm. likes fishing. He wears Columbia sh fishing shirts, like as he's going out. out Dude, I used to wear that. Well, <laughs> so I, was, I had, still have his, not fished since I was what six years old. <laughs> I mean, I I understand because they're like very breathable and stuff, and it's like made of a sweat wicking material. I get it, but it's it's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like as a as a going out outfit. Fashion's hard, man. Yeah. But that, it is hard. It's very hard, especially when you're home and you don't get to like. Well, I I can work out, but I'm home and I don't work out, and then everything that looks fashionable. Yeah, you feel a little thicker. Feel like it does because I feel gross. Yeah. Me too, man. I yeah, feel like I'm getting fat. Like, it's making me sad. Like, 
Yeah. And I tried to do, you know, go on walks and do sit-ups and things. But, like, you know, it's not the same. <laughs> it's just not the same. I wish I wish no, Pokemon they, they don't have the coronavirus. Be a trainer and like, just walk around. That's social. Yeah. That, well, then there's social distancing anyways. Because everyone would be traveling yeah. and they'd be battling. It's not like you're, like, next to each other when you battle. You know, you know, have your Pokemon fight. Have fun. And you have a pet that walks around with you. Like, my cats right now, They I wish they were Pokemon. But then I freaking have a couple meows in my house, and that's kind of annoying. I wouldn't like that. I don't like that. But, yep, that's it. Uh, but anyways, all that said, what, that's it. Let's get into top, the. We don't do top five Pokemon. Do you want to? Do you want to go? Yes, top five favorite Pokemon's, and yeah, I and I and I when we talked about this earlier, I said let's do the. 150 but if you couldn't help yourself and go and you wanted you went elsewhere that's totally fine because most of this to someone who is not a um who is not a pokemon fan anyways all this that we've talked about is going to sound like complete gibberish anyways so it does not matter so sure um Um, first i gotta give a shout out to my uh my homie umbreon who we had had so many great times together i gave him tons of rage candy bars and lemonades got his hair cut he was bald and um the thing little thing loved me and evolved into an umbreon and uh now it's gone forever so um gotta pour some off my umbreon um for the homie <laughs> uh aside from that um i actually i want to also shout out flareon who is another ev evolution the fire one because no one ever talks about flareon it is the least loved of the ev evolutions yeah i also had a i had a blastoise i know yeah, that uh yeah. It's probably your favorite too. Everyone's favorite was either Blastoise or Charizard. I had a favorite Blastoise Charizard, but Blastoise would be mine. Followed, of course, by Mewtwo because Mewtwo is um, yeah. when I think about those powerful yeah. thing in the game. It consistently is going to be Mewtwo, even though uh, they've made Pokemon that outstat Mewtwo. Um, I, I still like it, and uh, yeah. Yeah, he's cool and psychic. Yeah. And he, he throws yeah, so Kamehameha's cool and, and stuff. I mean, how can you not like it? Uh, and then last, oh yeah. goodness, and this is gonna be hard because yeah. I didn't think I, I'd like so many Pokemon. Um, hmm. Probably would be Golem <laughs> because yeah, because I, I never got to have one, but he oh, was the, the coolest Golem, one. Right. I like the fact that he could like uh, turn into a ball and stuff. Basically, I loved um, watching, anytime Gary got to fight, it was always a Golem and a Nido King or, you know, uh, just big, strong, menacing looking Pokemon. And I like those. Yeah. So I know I didn't name off a lot of cool looking ones. Yeah. There's still a place in my heart for yeah. Nine Tails. Um, you know, you know, I just had to think about ones that yeah. I thought were yeah. neat that everyone else wouldn't say. Maybe it'll jog the memories a little bit. Mm, good, good, good idea. Because I feel like some of mine are probably ones people will remember. Um, so in a couple of mine, I had to pick. I if I picked one, I had to just pick them with the idea of their who cares about the, the base form base form trash you know all together um, yeah yeah and like the base form can be cute and that's fun but like you get it if you if if they do evolve you get it so you can get to the point where they evolve so so squirtle is probably my first one because that was also probably it is probably my nearest and dearest because it's like the one the first one i ever got and everything and then it turns into freaking blastoise that was it for me um the and so I don't know, and it's just it felt like it was just one I just understood, and it felt powerful enough in the game that I owned. But then um, after that, I also picked Eevee, and Eevee with 
in in you like you picked Umbreon and Flareon. Yeah, I knew you said um, Jolteon. I was a Jolteon kid. Like, yeah, Jolteon's the like fastest Pokemon in the game. Vulpirion or Vul, uh, Vulpix. Yeah, well, yeah, like I love freaking Jolteon. Like it was the, it was um. Yeah, and plus the look of it was just freaking awesome. Like, so I'm sorry, I just got a correction. Electro was, was, was faster than Jolteon. Um, I think so that you could just explosion with it. Was, I would... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you better protect your house. Oh, my gosh. A bee is trying to get in my house right now. It's terrible. It's freaking bee drill. Um, anyway, so the... <laughs> <laughs> but then uh the other the next one oh, Scyther was, was BA um was Scyther um yeah it just I, and that was one of the first like that was one of the first like non basic cards I ever got um and well I guess it was pretty basic I don't know at any rate it was one of the first like first cards I ever got in the trading card game and it just looked so awesome with the freaking like blades on its hands. <laughs> it was yeah, it had like, scythes for hands. I guess scythes technically on its hand. <laughs> but it's a bug Pokemon, which always kind of threw me off. I wouldn't have thought of it, but then you see its wings, it makes sense. But but like it was yeah, that was my that was always like the coolest looking Pokemon that I that I always thought growing up. And then um, after that, I've got uh, Growlithe um, with Arcanine as like the ultimate, like of my favorites of that. Oh yeah. And it's no awesome. real reason with that. People still really use Arcanine. Cool. There's a over a thousand dog. Pokemon. People still want to play Arcanine. Yeah. It's Tiger Dog. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Was awesome. I wish every dog had like tiger, tiger Stripes. What's, what's, any, what's cooler than that? <laughs> <laughs> yes only only like only a few breed like one breed of like uh pitbull even does that and they don't even really look that that real gosh but yeah so yeah Growlithe and arcanine um and then after that i feel it would be this might be a bit of a sellout thing but it's also i just feel like a pokemon discussion would be a miss without Aww. like pointing out pikachu as being so special and so so Pikachu is probably like my and not Raichu. Yeah, Raichu, no one wants to evolve the Pikachu. No one actually wants to evolve the like Pikachu. Raichu. Yeah, yeah. Like keep Pikachu the way it is, and that's that was that's my peak. That's that's one of my faves, and and really, and it's in really though, it, we wouldn't care that much about Pikachu if it weren't for the show. Um, but and the show with the making it so special, he the. Uh, the attitude and the humor right. that came from Pikachu made it such a special Pokemon to me. It made it like the biggest, one of the biggest reasons to watch the show it was to see what type of jokes Pikachu is going to crack, even though he's not mm, saying ball, anything, it's just all body language and stuff like that. But like, you used to have episode where Pikachu, this is an yeah, Indigo League, so like you probably will see this, where Pikachu finds a civilization of other Pikachus that live together. Mm -hmm. And the song they sing, it's like, P, Pika, Pikachu, P, Pika, Pikachu. You remember that episode? <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember because it was around because it was in the time where Ash was like, "Well, I want my Pokemon to be happy, so I'm actually just let him go." <laughs> and so I was like, "No, f you, Ash! You're not going to give him away. <laughs> you're not going to screw you. Like, you're, like, don't do that." And so, but yeah, I remember that episode. But I remember my favorite 
anything Pikachu ever did was usually whenever they were like, all right, Pikachu, you ready to go do it? And he looks over at Pikachu's like rolling over in his sleeping bag. <laughs> like he doesn't want to, like he's like, no, no, like I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go fight. It was like always, it was always from like some really intense nope, dealing like, with enemy of some situation. sort that he'd have to face. And then he just, Pikachu's like, like, He's like, no, I'm out. <laughs> that was always my favorite. I think the first time they made that joke was when, it may, I don't know if it was the first time, but it was when they, uh, uh, Ash, Brock, Misty, they're traveling from, uh, oh, Sabrina. Oh, was it? It was the psychic from the psychic Pokemon. Yeah, they were fighting Sabrina and they were leaving Sabrina's gym. Oh, yeah. You want to go to this like, house in the next city over? Yeah, yeah, Ash and Pikachu get killed. And that was the, and it really, like, they shouldn't have died. They just got pulled by the ghosts all day. By freaking. (laughs) Yeah, and just hang out with the ghosts because the ghosts just wanted to be silly. And also, freaking um, Haunter, like, that that episode did piss me off because, like, Haunter was all for helping Ash out that whole time. And every single time he just dipped out on him when it came to actually fight. And I was like, this. Yeah, that, that episode pissed me off. But the, one of the best jokes, that was the first time I, I laughed the hardest at Pikachu, I think, was in, like when Ash was going to go into that haunted house with the Haunters and the Ghastly and all that. And, and and they were hyping. Ash was trying to get everyone hyped up, and he looks over at Pikachu, and Pikachu's rolling over like he's going to sleep. And I just always thought that was funny because the animation on that is always it's great because they emphasize the, oh, you know, like, yeah, they do really good emotes there. Like I, like the anime emotes in Pokemon were like top notch. Yeah. Oh yeah. They made it, they made uh they really got the point across a lot more because like other anime shows, I, and, and it's probably mostly because they're not, it, it's a not serious. It's a non-serious show. It's, it's mostly a kid's show. There's gotta be a lot of comedy and stuff. They can do. They do a lot more of that. Those type of emotions, because like a lot of other anime shows that I've watched, like there's just not that. <laughs> like it's it's very serious. Like and there's and and, and I know other shows do the, do good emotions and portray that well. But the man, the emotions that they show and get to get the joke across in Pokemon is is top notch. I don't think it can ever be beat. But yeah, but then Pikachu just being Pikachu, um, that was a. That's why he's probably my all-time favorite Pokemon. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. But yeah, it was a it was a good it was a good like walk down memory lane to to kind of think back on what life was like with Pokemon and um and it is such a different game and culture now around Pokemon, but you still go back to watch a Gendigo League. It's just, it's all the same. It's well, it's great. also, it, it was the king of the fads, was, right? Because like we had a bunch of fads uh, that year, uh, that time period. Uh, yeah. I remember it was uh, Tamagotchis were really big. And then we had those Dunkin' Yo-Yos that went crazy for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Pokemon's the yeah. thing that stuck. Yeah. Like one thing that no one's playing with Dunkin' Yo-Yos anymore. Yeah. And no one's got Tamagotchis anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we won't buy stuff for this coronavirus. Who need friends? Like, there's no reason to. Oh my God, she died. Now I have no one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all alone. I guess I have to reload (laughs) and start over again. 
Yes, yeah. Snowball seven. And <laughs> yep, man. This is good. This is a good subject. I like uh I like doing a overview show. So Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We gotta think Try about to take over the world week, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. yeah, dude. okay fine we'll that. do that we'll do animaniacs and peaking the brain <laughs> yeah. prime uh, s- yeah, uh, subscription for a little bit you know so much fun yes yeah yeah because i think we can because i think those are on, i know animaniacs animaniac jam um but i mean if yeah but if we do that we could do we could talk like every like those warner brothers cartoons like that because you had you had animaniacs you could go oh, into dude, tiny freak tunes you could, well you could yeah. do freakazoid uh, because they were all kind of well tiny tunes is a slightly different well it was a different animation studio a different production company but it was the same it was under the warner brothers like umbrella and it was more of a spielberg thing i think I think it maybe Tiny Toons was or Animaniacs was too. I can't remember. At any rate, there wasn't a whole lot of crossover except with a couple of voices and stuff. But it was still like in that era of like one about it, and then, you know, <laughs> whenever it was always the same types of uh, of jokes around that time because that was when it was like the last the last real time of Warner Brothers and like Looney Tunes, like that style of cartoon. Um, and that's kind of peaked with Space Jam and stuff. Um, but we could... It exactly was an evolution of a kid's WB over time. Of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's until it's like ultimate... Yeah, I, guess, I think its height was during our childhood when it was um, Pokemon, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh!, Jackie Chan Adventures in that time period. Jackie Chan Adventures was a jam, but that had then it's its own oh, show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it definitely needs his own show. But oh man, but yes. So all that to all say, right. I yeah, I'm looking forward to, to jumping in one of those. Cool. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. where can they find we'll us on Twitter, Ben? End it there. <laughs> so yeah, you can find us on Twitter at the official fan six or official yeah the official fan six on Twitter. And you can find us on Instagram. We ain't got no pictures either. The underscore official underscore podcast. We got a few, and one of them got one of them got reported or caught by Instagram at one point because I I retweeted or I, I sent out a video about since this is our quarantine series, uh, talking about a it was a, a video of SpongeBob singing about being indoors, and so apparently, like as soon as I posted it, like not two minutes later. I got a notice from Instagram saying they're removing the video. So, uh, yeah, but I saw I shortened Uh it even more. Uh It's fine now. It's up there still. So I kept it, I kept it nice. I worked, I worked the system, bro. And so, um, but yeah, so, but we, we try to, I try to at least post, uh, some sort of promotion to let you know what the episode is going to be. Um, when we're getting ready to go live with the episode, uh, and so you can always check us out there, and that just gives you an update of when to look out for the next show. And uh, follow us there. Share us with your friends. Or, or, be, or uh, be a Zoom, because that's how you see all your friends now. Because we'd love people to listen. Or if you're a Zoom hacker, hack into someone else's yeah, Zoom and talk about a podcast. Yeah, yeah, just, 
Yeah, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, just like jump into someone else's conversation. Be like, hey, by like, the way, I'm gonna let y'all finish with the official fan podcast, podcast yeah. the best podcast of all time. <laughs> if Kanye did it, no oh, man, wouldn't it be great if someone did that to freaking Taylor Swift? I definitely would do a Kanye West podcast. <laughs> if Kanye, I love this we, Kanye. I get Kanye on the phone and have. We gotta have him butt into a live stream that Taylor Swift may be doing with her friends, <laughs> fans, or something on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram, and just be like Kanye. Hey Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> yeah, then we okay, get a bunch of people podcast. looking at our show. All time. And then, a lot of like, what even is this? Yeah, and a lot of hate too. <laughs> is that like a mop? Yeah, and a lot of Swifties, because man, Swifties are vicious, man. Swift. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, Taylor Swift fans. Sorry, <laughs> so they uh, they're but they're vicious fans. Like they will troll you hard if they think you have uh, done done her wrong. And granted, apparently it's you know pretty much come out that Kanye did do her wrong. But still, you know, yeah, I don't know if I want to open, open that can of worms. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need them. But then again. Yeah. Any any uh, advertising? Apparently, podcasts are uh, unpopular during quarantine. Everybody's watching TV. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But or they just watch TV. They're working. Maybe they can put on a podcast. Man, we'll just watch TV while they're working. I get it. I understand. (laughs) Well, you know, well this this is going into a just a whole. collection then for you to binge and maybe if this is like two years down the road from when the yeah. when the coronavirus uh, hit us hope you're enjoying listening people. to this collection of, of... <laughs> yeah this is this is a long time ago back when yeah. like imagine what what life will be like in two years like have you been outside yet future people what's life like do <laughs> Do people still wear pants? Dude, I've been contemplating that for a video calls. Like, like should I wear pants? Yeah, that's not. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just like the freaking news. Like, unless you have to get up, like you can be like a news anchor and just be business up front, yeah, in the bottom. So, or business up, business up top, party below. So, I mean, I mean, let's be real. I kind of did that. Well, I had to do a, a video chat with um with uh, the owner of our company and stuff after we had a we had a proposal that we sent to our client and uh, we had a video chat to kind of like show how it went i was wearing like a hawaiian t-shirt that day and a hawaiian button-up shirt that day and shorts and stuff and before i got on that call i was like oh crap so i just quickly threw on something like with our company brand on it <laughs> just on top of what i was wearing because you know you just otherwise i'm super comfortable and wearing Wearing house shoes and shorts all day. It's awesome. So I love working from home. It's the best thing in the world. Seriously. Although I will say my days kind of run together at this point. I don't I forget I forget that it's Sunday right now when we're recording this. <laughs> like, like I feel like it's Saturday. I, my problem is I have like a lot of like really pent up energy quote, quote, that wants to be spent on like, you know, I don't know, just like running or lifting yeah. and stuff. And with the pollen I can't really run or I get, you know, sick. So you know, I just got to figure out what to do my energy. We're doing push-ups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> I've been playing Red Dead Redemption. 
two. And so I'm probably, now that I've basically beat the game, I'm going to go back through the original Red Dead Redemption. Just get get lost in that world. (laughs) So it's, yeah, movie Western games, but yes. Oh, but anyways, but this was a good show. I'm uh, excited that we uh, are. Yeah, and we're kind of consistent now. We can do this every week. And it seems like it works pretty well. Yeah, because yeah, it's not like you have to drive all the way over. Oh, I, I, do, I do miss <laughs> the binge eating and whiskey, though. House at all, so it's awesome. So, we got to figure that out somehow. Yeah, I know. Dude, I was just thinking, imagine <laughs> the party to, that's going to happen after this is own. done with. Imagine, it's going to be freaking Mardi Gras everywhere. Man, people are just... Uh, oh, yes. Like, and I was just, man... I was trying to imagine that too, because with everyone planning on like, hopefully, hopefully in a few months, being able to have like sports again, like how All many people, people that, you know, are us work from home and stuff that they have saved up, event. that they haven't been able to even use anything fun. And they're going to be, well, now I'm definitely going to go to the Kentucky Derby. Now I'm definitely going to go to a Falcons game. Now I'm definitely going to go to, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's because like, well, I don't know when the next uh, yeah. pandemic's gonna hit. Gonna I'm gonna die. Madness, so I'm gonna go dude. spend all my money at this yeah. event. <laughs> I'm ready for the party. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to watch the party. I'll go, but I'm gonna. All right, we can we can people I'm watch. More you know, you don't have to people watch the open. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, we can. Uh, we can do a hey, fan podcast. We can do a watching podcast. We just sit around and watch people <laughs> we can, talk about what we see. We just go to a park or talk. And then we'll witness a murder. Oh my goodness. And then that, <laughs> that's a whole other show. That'd be really fun. <laughs> That'd be a good movie plot. entire show. Then we have to talk about like what we think. Oh, that'd be great, and then we can like podcast. Your Honor, the, uh, you the, uh, the court proceedings and the investigation. And then... <laughs> it's just allowed. I'll allow it. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the official fan podcast. I'm live in a courtroom. I'm a, I'm serving as a witness to a murder. <laughs> that'd be fun. Well, you never know what'll happen. Because one day we're going to get out of this quarantine. Yeah. The world will get back to normal. My stocks will go cash out that Disney and, stock and on some Disney go, World tickets. Watch people. It'll be awesome. Yeah, because yeah, it's probably, man, <laughs> at least like the, the tickets themselves. <laughs> I'm hoping. Because, man, people are going to go nuts and go back to those theme parks. Those places are going to be a madhouse once they know they can go back. Like, yeah, it's a, uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be fun times. And we hope you guys <laughs> listening are going to be there with us. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Come with us to the, the craft <laughs> good transition, show. Right? Once everything is uh, back to normal. I never realized how much I needed socializing, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually like had a conversation with the fence guy when he came over. I feel like and he it was like, a, you know, a nice, a nice conversation. <laughs> <laughs> with a complete stranger and like he was trying to be old stuff but i was also just kind of enjoying this is what it like, the, like when we're senior citizens <laughs> yeah. and our grandchildren don't visit us this was going to be like it's like oh someone came to deliver the mail well well how are you how's it going nah I want some coffee yeah 
that's like when I oh yeah it's like when I was at a in college I was you know studying marketing and we did this act we actually had to be telemarketers for a project like we had to call this whole like this whole call list of people to take a survey about like spend like spending around the holidays um and just like what they were planning on spending how they think the current political out you know forecast looks you know for them to spend and stuff like that um and it, it was funny like anyone who was obviously under the age of like 70 did not want to talk to us like at all but anyone older and you could tell when they answer yeah. the phone because it's like hello you know when they answer you're like oh sweet i've got this one <laughs> so they're gonna talk to you and they like well, i don't blame like, right now with you and stuff. you gonna ask so, about political opinions and things sure but yes the, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I might, I'm, I probably would too. Problem is nowadays those telemarketers are, are so scared. Oh, talk to the machine. Mad at them. It's all machines now. So there is no talking to anybody. So I'm stuck. What yeah. if you, so what if you just, like fell in love just, with the know, telemarketer? Talk to my cats. Wouldn't that be <laughs> a movie? <laughs> That sounds like something Bill Dotrieve would have done from King of the Hill. And actually, he fell in love with a girl who worked at a, a fast food drive-in, like radio thing. Wow. <laughs> he fell in love with her and traveled all the way to her corporate office where she was working. Because, yeah, and then uh, found out she was like a teenager. And so that got, that ended. And so, yeah, that is something that would happen. Yeah. And the fact that okay, we were walking with his computer or whatever. So I think it was called her something yeah yeah wow. the, with the intelligent that's horrible software yeah 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 but yeah <laughs> but yeah but anyways on that note that's probably that's yeah that's uh that's a uh, thing to do in the house and keep it clean and nice yeah because you know you yeah, figure I got if some, i'm gonna be um, pork pork i'm making make it across you know, so make I'll it nice. into that nice all right man well thank you guys so much for listening to the official fan podcast uh we hope to hear you guys see ya i hope you guys listen to our next episode